This is Andrew Smith. You're listening to Today in Church History, a place where we're reminded that history is truly his story. History is the story of God and the demonstration of his glory in the theater of world events. Today is Friday, September 20th, 2019. But on this day in history, September 20th, 1565, the great Spanish military commander, Pedro Menendez, massacred all the French Huguenots located along the St. John's River near Jacksonville, Florida. Listen to this episode to find out the significance of this day in history. What do the Roanoke Colony, Jamestown Colony, and Plymouth Rock have in common? Well, we normally associate these as the earliest permanent settlements in what has become known as the United States. These are the earliest English settlements, that is to be sure. However, Fort Caroline, a settlement of French Calvinists in Jacksonville, Florida, near St. Augustine, came earlier than all of those. And the story behind the disappearance of Fort Caroline, not only from the pages of history, but the literal disappearance of Fort Caroline and the literal disappearance of those who were in that original colony, it's a reminder to us that there are many in this world that would like to rewrite history. But we cannot escape the fact that we have a thoroughly Christian influence in the forming of the United States of America. Unfortunately, there is quite a bit of historical revisionism in our own day. I happen to live just south of Jacksonville, near the St. John's River, where this first settlement took place. I live in St. John's County, which means my address is St. Augustine. I've been to all the major historical sites in St. Augustine many times over. Recently, we visited a site I had not been to in quite some time, with a missionary family who was staying with us. As I read through the different paragraphs displayed explaining the history of important events associated with this historical site, I realized that a revisionism had seeped in that most people there probably would miss. For one, virtually all of the literature in St. Augustine credits St. Augustine as the oldest city in the United States, established in 1565 by the Spanish, and therefore the earliest permanent settlement. But is this actually true? There is no doubt that it is the oldest city still remaining. It's even older than the Roanoke Colony, established in 1585, and the Jamestown Colony in 1607, and Plymouth Rock in 1620. But tagging St. Augustine as the oldest city in the United States, though true, is somewhat deceptive. There was a settlement before St. Augustine, a permanent settlement. It was a settlement of French men and women, and not just any French men and women, but Protestant Calvinists. That's right. Indeed, the very reason St. Augustine exists in the first place is because of this original Protestant French settlement. And the very reason that descendants from that settlement don't exist today in the United States is because they were French instead of Spanish. They were Calvinists instead of monks. They were Protestant instead of Catholic. We call them the French Huguenots. Now, we don't know exactly where the term Huguenot derived, nor its exact meaning. Some claim it's a word referring to persons who walk in the night in order to journey to the only safe places of worship, which were caves. The Huguenots' religious heritage came from John Calvin, the Protestant reformer. Due to a convocation address to students in Paris in 1533 that Calvin himself wrote, though delivered by the rector of the University of Paris, a man by the name of Nicholas Kopp, Calvin was forced to flee as a refugee from his native France. 
Now, Calvin ended up in Geneva, Switzerland, leading the Reformation from there for over 25 total years before his death in 1564. Many French men and women fled to places like Strasbourg, Germany, and Geneva, Switzerland, in order to be able to practice their Protestant beliefs. These people were known as the French Huguenots. They were fiercely persecuted by the French government in Catholic-dominated France. But Calvinism spread so broadly in France that many of the noblemen converted to the true gospel. Their connections within the aristocracy allowed them to persuade the mother of Charles IX, who legally assumed ruling powers for her son, who was only 10 years old in 1560, to send a French expedition to the New World that we call Florida in the United States. The French intended for this expedition that they were undergoing, however, to not merely serve expeditionary purposes, but the ultimate purpose of creating a safe haven for the many Protestant French refugees who were being killed for their faith. The colony would be a permanent establishment that would hopefully result in many ships carrying hundreds of thousands of French refugees across the ocean to North America to settle in La Florida. So Jean Ribot, was called upon to lead the expedition, a French Huguenot himself, along with René de la Ladenaire. Three ships sailed from France on February 18, 1562. They landed on May 1, 1562, at the mouth of the St. John's River near Jacksonville, Florida. Once ashore, they fell to the ground, as you would expect, and prayed to God, thanking him for their safe journey. They set up a monument near the shoreline before heading to present-day South Carolina. A permanent settlement, however, never occurred in South Carolina before they all headed back to France. Two years later, with Rabot, their commander, serving in an English prison, a story for another time, France sent his lieutenant, René de la Ladenaire, to lead another group of three ships back to Florida to try another attempt at a permanent settlement. This time it stuck. They arrived in June of 1564 and gave thanks to God for their successful voyage and the auspicious beginning of the colony by singing a psalm of thanksgiving and asking God for his blessing that their enterprise might turn to his glory. They established Fort Caroline in honor of the French king, a small fortification for protection from enemy raids. Initially, they had wonderful relations with the local Indians, the Temuqua. The original explorer in charge, Jean Rebol, was released from British imprisonment and commissioned by the French government with seven ships in August of 1565 with supplies and more French Huguenots, including women and children. The settlement looked like a full go. It was growing. There was peace between the French and the Indians. Religious freedom was finally being enjoyed. But it wouldn't last long. Philip II of Spain received word that the French had settled in the territory they had been exploring. Though they never actually laid claim to it officially, that is, laying claim to Florida officially, they felt, that is the Spanish, that it was their own. Threatened by three factors, Protestantism, the French, and the risk of not being able to settle Florida themselves, the Spanish sent a fleet of warships whose forces were led by Pedro Menendez. Having received word that the Spanish were on their way, and knowing that they were severely outnumbered, the French Huguenots, led by Rebol, took 300 men and set out by ship to what is now referred to as St. Augustine. That's where the Spanish had camped in order to attack them in defense of Fort Caroline. However, a hurricane drove them off course, and they landed south of the Spaniards, some reports say as far south as Daytona Beach. Those who didn't die were captured and those who were captured were executed by the Spanish. 
Now, the basis for their executions was rooted in religious sentiment. They were very clear, that is the Spanish were, about the fact that they were killing them not just for being French, but because they were Protestant. The fort was attacked, and men, women, and children were slaughtered, but not before giving them an opportunity, that is the Protestants, to recant their reformed Protestant beliefs and convert back to Roman Catholicism. Those who refused, which were the vast majority, were rounded up and killed by the sword. Pedro Menendez later said, We killed them because they were Lutherans and enemies of our most holy Catholic faith. Now, I've stood in the area believed to be where this slaughter took place on the banks of the St. John's River. We only know some of the names of the men. We know essentially none of the names of the women and children. Their identities were erased from history on September 20th, 1565, by the edge of the sword. I've also read the historical descriptions, which attempt to let's just face it, rewrite history, saying that the Spanish were threatened by this small group of men, women, and children who were essentially civilians and attacked the fort out of self-defense. But that wasn't the account of Pedro Menendez himself, the commander of the Spanish fleet. This is just another example of why history is important. It's important to remember history and to accurately remember it. There were many firsts in the Fort Caroline settlement, it was the first European settlement of men and women in what is now the United States. It witnessed the first colonial Thanksgiving, as well as the first European birth on the continental United States. Here is the reality. If there was no Protestant, French, Calvinistic colony, then there would simply be no predominantly Roman Catholic Spanish St. Augustine today. St. Augustine is indeed the oldest city in the United States, but it wasn't the first settlement. As Christians, we should seek to remember history accurately, including the parts that are complex and even shameful. Christians should care about history because history is a testimony to God's providence over all things. Indeed, it is a testimony to his fingerprints over this world and over the events of this world. There is no escaping the fact that the United States was providentially formed by those seeking religious freedom. It was settled originally and largely by Protestants. And not just Protestants, but by Calvinists, by Europeans. It was marked out providentially with Judeo-Christian values. Now, we may be moving away from our heritage culturally, but we do ourselves no favors by trying to rewrite history and remove the deeply Protestant roots of these United States. Defending history is a matter of being honest, recognizing our heritage and worshiping, indeed praising God for the blessings that we have received from His mighty hand. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode of Today in Church History. If you would like to access more episodes, you can do so by visiting my website, www.heartaflame.org. You can also search for me on Apple iTunes. Just search for Today in Church History. History is spelled H-I-S hyphen S-T-O-R-Y. Until next time, I'm Andrew Smith.